everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Walk and Talk. I'm Matt Lieberman. I'm Alex Salem, your esteemed hosts. Yes, and this is the show where we aim to become the world's foremost walkinologists by reviewing everything, and I do mean everything, that Christopher Walken has ever done. It is an ongoing process. One does not simply start out as completely qualified to be the foremost walkinologist. <laughs> no. This is our certification process, and you, the audience, are our board of review. Yes. And as we get certified, you too shall be certified if we do not become certifiable in the process. Uh, <laughs> now, Re- Remember, any and everything Walken has ever touched is yeah. fair game. Yeah, so it's not just movies, okay? We're obviously, we're going to talk about the movies that Christopher Walken has done. He's done so many movies, but he's also done appearances on Saturday Night Live, appearances on talk shows. Fat Boy Slim music videos. Yes, that's true, or at least the one. Uh, he, he he read... Uh, uh, Good Night Moon. Good Night Moon. He read the lyrics to Gaga's Poker Face. That's true. If we even get into some deep cuts, we might talk about non-performances. We might talk about the Natalie Wood deposition if we can get our hands on it. So if any of so you stay, so that's incentive to stay tuned. If any of you are esteemed criminologists <laughs> or people in the law enforcement field and you want to give two knuckleheads access to sensitive documents, this is the place to do so. If you've been itching to give sensitive documents to strangers, now is your time. Or if you know someone with access to sensitive materials and want to make sure they give them to two knuckleheads, yes. please petition them to do so on our behalf. Yes. You can reach out to us via Twitter, okay? My Twitter handle is at Matt Lieberman. M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. My Twitter handle is at the Alex Salem. That's T-H-E, the Alex, A-L-E-X, S-A-L-E-M, Salem is the name. Yes. So reach out to us. Send us those very sensitive documents. If you want to send us something that has nothing to do with this particular case, well, we'll still accept it because, damn it, it's a fine gift a sensitive document is. Hashtag very sensitive documents. True. So today, today on the show, we are reviewing the 2006 Adam Sandler opus, Click. Oh my gosh, 2006, has it been so long yes, since this masterpiece dropped? <laughs> I had never seen the movie before. You saw it in I theaters. I saw it in theaters as a, as a, more, as a, of a more of a youngsman than I am yeah. today. And, and uh, this was before we could, I mean, I mean, I think people with a critical eye already saw, at the very least, sensed the downfall of Adam Sandler. And I don't mean the commercial downfall because he's higher than ever in the commercial world, but I mean the critical downfall. Uh, however, I was completely unawares of it, and I was like, wow. <laughs> that and, was your whole reaction. I was like, this is a movie, man. I'm like, you know, it's not as funny as some other of his movies, but it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm really selling myself short. I don't know exactly what I felt at the time. I... Watched it with you last night. I, I tried watching it a few weeks ago. You and do when we decided try. when we decided that this was gonna be the first episode, I tried to watch it and I couldn't get through it. I, I had to shut it off halfway through because I was so angry. <laughs> and last night we got together, we had some scotch. And it, both your presence and the scotch made it a lot easier to stomach. You, you were still very angry. I'm there were moments where, like, angry. we were riffing earlier on, but then by, like, some point later on, like, you were you were just, like... <laughs> I was in, like, an anger containment zone <laughs> of just, like... I just... I kept stopping the movie to count uh, homophobic jokes, racist jokes, 
Uh, every time that a woman Sexist is jokes. Yeah. Every time, like every woman in the movie is fat shaming jokes. And we're not going to completely review this movie. Cause like, uh, the worst idea of all time podcast that already has cornered the market on, uh, reviewing. Adam oh, oh they movie. should, they should do click. Are they, are they doing click? No, they're doing sex in the city Two right now. As far as I know, oh, I don't know if they're yeah, on the yeah. third movie okay. yet. That's fine. Um, that's an amazing podcast. If you haven't checked it out, but every woman in the movie is there either as a sex object and they're all like sexy model looking women unless it's absurd. they're specifically it's... written as being not sexy they or they're Jennifer Coolidge or Rachel Dresch I think that's, No those are the examples those, and those are the only two Yeah those are the those, that's that's it. and it's it's bizarre like it's I found it I find it amazing how much I did not notice it 10 years ago mm-hmm. um literally every Buddy in the office. This, this, that's the whole point. Is in his architectural office. This David Hasselhoff hires all these like tens. There's nothing but tens, and they have no lines. Yeah. And and then he then he falls. No, they in. have one line. Hi. Good morning. My good morning, boy. Mr. Newman. Good morning. Good Mr. morning, Mr. Newman. Good morning, Mr. Newman. Stacy, did you did you shit in my lunch? That's a what? quote. That's a quote. It's I I, I can't I can't. There, and that's the thing is like there are still people who are like. Click. Wait, no, no, no. That was a good one. That was before he got bad. And I, I am here to tell you, at least in my estimation, it is very much as bad as any of his later movies, with the one notable exception of actual genuine emotion, which I will get to in a moment. But, but. I have a theory as to why Adam Sandler movies don't quite work on the level that they used to. And it's exemplified perfectly in this movie. Because Adam Sandler's character, the character that he plays mm-hmm. in most, if not all, of his movies, is that of a selfish jackass buffoon. Hey, and, yeah, yeah, come on, all right. Yeah, which like which works when he's a young single guy. When he's a young single guy, you oh. idolize him, especially when you're younger, because he gets to do and say all the things that... Yeah. He gets to be silly, and he gets to be selfish, and we wish that we could be that guy. Like, there's, there's a, an aspirational element to that. So but, you're saying he's still living in 1994. Right. But that's the thing. Now that he has a family, now that he has kids and a wife that he's letting down through that behavior, it's way less fun to watch. And none of them ever call him out on it because his his mindset is part of the um, creative, uh, vi- like, part of the directing team. Here. Well, part yeah. Of the creative, like, is the... Well, it's it's all his point of view, and that's the right, thing. Right. It's like the wife, Kate Beckinsale's character, never actually. She's like, you work too much, and then w- any other frustration comes from him being on autopilot from this remote. Oh yeah, this movie is about a magical god remote that allows him to control his life like a selfish jackass, and then he starts fast forwarding through his life because he did that in the first place. You idiot. Um, you are. Uh- on autopilot long before you ever met me, Michael. <laughs> you want a universal remote? To control your universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want a universal so remote control? <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that's he said it. <laughs> you want a universal remote control. <laughs> um, remote control. <laughs> uh, oh, man, can, can we get can we get into walking? I do, I do not know who these O'Doyles are, but... <laughs> They can suck it, <laughs> and he says that with such delight. Here, such so, glee. So let, let me let me Let's, like we can we can we can add, let, yeah add yeah. So here is here is the the landscape into which we are thrown into before we get to Christopher Walken, and I want to set this up for you because really his biggest contribution to this movie 
is that he pops up every 10 to 15 minutes to bring joy back into your life. Like, really, really. To, to remind you, like, that, I guess, what art cinema is capable of, please don't use just this movie as a detriment against the entire art form, which you easily could. Um, I, I really believed the whole time. I, I didn't get the... Um, we, 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 we caught the director's name somewhere. We it's, know it's Frank Karachi. Who does a lot of other he uh, does a lot Adam Sandler of joints. Adam Sandler movies. The, the, the gist I got about halfway through is I realized, one, walking is always walking. This is key. This is, this, is the, this is the basic single premise for any good walkingologist's mm-hmm. entire you know, uh, critique uh, of, the, of the canon. However, oh, okay. Okay, so, no, scroll back. Okay. Yeah, so, so he's, he's done uh, The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Click, The Zookeeper, here comes the boom, blended, and the ridiculous six. So he's done a fair selection of Adam Sandler and Kevin James okay, movies. Okay, Wedding Singer and Waterboy are two of my faves. So I'm actually now like semi, like like I'll go point five percent more curious to see Ridiculous Six. It, it could be this. I'm now looking at his first movie. His first movie is a drama called Murdered Innocence, and I'm intensely curious about it now. There's no one in it whose name I recognize, uh, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, so the, the, Frank Karachi himself shows up as Wacko on Bus. He did a great job with that. Yeah, he's a great Wacko on a bus. <laughs> the um, the gist I got was uh, about about halfway through. So walking is always walking. We know that. Mm-hmm. However. It is on any director working with Walken to make a choice about it. Why is Walken? Why did they? Why is Walken here? Why cast Christopher Walken? Because you know what he brings to the table. And the gist I got is he had no fucking clue what to do with Walken. I don't Mm. know if we need to bleep that or what we're doing with that. No, we we can um, you can swear. But I I think he had no um, effing clue what to do (laughs) with because because I think the only direction he gave was to try and subdue the tone a little bit so everything sort of matches the tone of the rest of the movie. Everything is supposed to be very simple, very simple, very on the nose. I'm an overworked father. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a wife who doesn't like that my husband... Well, I'm a jackass boss. Let me tell you about sexual harassment while laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sean Astin in a Speedo, which is actually With my favorite part. With a huge dick. The um, uh, but Walken couldn't stop being Walken. He couldn't stop being Walken if you paid him, if you tried, if you held him at gunpoint. He he wouldn't even if he wanted to, which he never would want to. But uh, so so he still comes off as doing whatever the fuck he needs to do with these lines to to make him be like. See, I don't think that it came from direction. Like there's there's a. That's what I'm saying. To, to his performance where you can see he's divided between the joy at the center of this character. There's like joy and despair in this character. And the beauty of his performance is you can't necessarily tell in any given moment when you see the sadness creep in, is it sadness from Christopher working on this movie? Or is it the (laughs) sadness of the angel of death watching this man destroy his own life? I think you you raise a good point. I'm going to give it to the man here to say that the man shows up to do his job. The man shows up. The man does his job no matter what material he's working Mm. with. 
And and what so this is never Christopher's angst. No, this is Morty's angst. I love that his name is Morty. Uh, I think I yeah. I think he um he could care less about like oh this movie it's a shit movie. I don't I don't feel like that's his. It's a fine paycheck. He's like I'm gonna play the angel of death. What am I gonna do with it? You don't know. And and then from there, so it actually is a, a compelling. Uh, Come on, it's a little delight in being an angel of death. If you ever noticed, someone comes to the Beyond section, Bed Bath and Beyond, which is a joke that Family Guy, Family Guy did a year earlier. A full year, and Family Guy had to write that and then wait for animation months in advance. So it, it's it's possible that this joke was written. Over 18 months before. Oh, possibly longer, because think about it. You pointed out this was the first episode of Family Guy when they came back after, right, after they being got canceled. canceled after three yeah. So that could have been written by whichever writer pitched that years, years earlier. Potentially years earlier. Um, nevertheless, uh, I'm fine with the reusing of that joke if it gives us our angle into walk-in. Like, once, once he stumbles into the Beyond Department, I'm not watching the same movie anymore. Right. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is actually intriguing. I didn't, I, it's like that first 15 minutes of, what do you mean you can't go on the camping trip with the kids? Us trying to do things as a family and you not being able to because you're overworked is all we do as a family. Yeah, well, here's the thing. There, there's two things. One, this movie in its own way is Adam Sandler's uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's God. a guy who starts as, you know, oh kind of my. an overworked, kind Ugh. of selfish father who doesn't understand everything that he has, everything that he does have in his life, and he takes it for granted. And it requires an angel to show him how valuable his family and his life is and how much everybody loved him even to the end. Even with him on autopilot, they still loved him. I'm so angry. I haven't been as angry at this movie as I am in this moment when you just pulled It's a Wonderful Life. It is! It's because a Wonderful you're Life! And what I, and, and it, no, it, it, it is, except without the fact that like George Bailey is a good guy. Yeah, we have everything else but that. We made the comparison last night of um, Faust. Yes, because like it's like the deal is like, oh, are you gonna take the temptation of the remote where you control everything? Ah, yes, but you're gonna lose your soul in the process. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. Adam Sandler considers this guy to be a good guy because he's him. It doesn't matter that he's selfish in his in his mind as an artist. Every man is selfish. This is what every man is thinking. I am every man. Every man I wants to skip a fight. Every man. Yeah. <laughs> every man wants to skip a fight, skip a cold, skip a cold no, shower. No, 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 I'm sorry. Not reciprocate. Sexually. Uh, sexually. And I'm, let, let, let me, let's talk about Let's be this. clear about that. All right, so in the movie Twice, he, uh, his wife, his beautiful wife, played Your by wife Kate Beckinsale, has got a tight, rocking body. I could listen to Christopher Walken <laughs> describe women's bodies straight up for a hundred years straight. <laughs> Just a kicking bar. When he gets into the, like that husky whisper voice, <laughs> ah, the things I would do to that bar. Yeah, drives me crazy. Ooh. I can hear all those licks of your lips in your headphones. It's horrible. Um, so he he skips an entire fight with his wife. He's not listening to anything that she says. Also, and by then, the way, that was a mild fight. He could have yeah, easily just... Easily. Yeah. 
just listened and responded honestly. He goes upstairs to see what's up with his wife. She's already asleep. She's like, honey, I feel bad. I don't want us to keep fighting. You I know, skipped the whole fight. Oh my yeah. God, this was most amazing. amazing. Mr. Carter. And then he gets, he's going to get the sex anyway, but she just wants him to massage her, which, correct me if I'm wrong. So one of the earliest jokes in this movie is their dog, uh, uh, Fucking the shit out of a huge stuffed they duck. They really go to town on this joke. This joke, they repeat it so many times. That it and actually, it actually gets funny. It actually leads to, like, the one funny joke in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, the wife comes downstairs. He's working on his building, because he's an architect. If you couldn't tell from the opening shot, where he's asleep on the couch With next blueprints to blueprints all over. Uh, <laughs> and the dog, the, the stuffed duck, its head's been ripped off, and there's a huge hole where its butt should be. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, funny, because he's, he's fucking the thing. So she says something along the lines of, like, you know, maybe this time you can be uh, the dog and I'll be the duck. And are we, and she's like, but you have to massage me first. And I'm like, does that, is she saying massage her asshole and he gets anal sex? Matthew, I wouldn't have suspected anything on that level had you personally not brought it up. Well, it's it's clearly a dog's ass, like the the, the duck's yes. asshole. Yes, I I I think what what the esteemed Mr. Karachi was going for mm. is that um, the duck dog dynamic is simply so prevalent in this household that the matriarch and patriarch of the family simply can't avoid referring to it. When addressing their own ah, because that is the prime, most primal uh, sexual energy in their home. It's, yes. it's always just it's right a, in their face, it's slapping a live, right in the face. It's a live canine and a stuffed, stuffed do- uh, duck, amphibian. Uh, no, that's it's, not amphibian. It's uh, aquatic uh, bird. Here's, here's here's something I f- you touched on here because uh, I I know we got to move past this. But why on earth, uh, why on earth is this man who is presented to be this is pre- this movie is presented to have realism until the until the uh, no, no I'm, I'm not saying it does I'm saying it's it's, it's like meant they, to be they believe it does right until the remote comes in and everything but we're we're expected to believe that these are real people okay why does this man who um, as you well pointed out is still youthful, selfish Adam Sandler, just now with a wife and family, it mm-hmm. doesn't play like that no more. Um, why is it that the only response he ever has is, I, I, how did he how did he build this relationship in the first place if the only thing he ever can say to his wife is, uh, I have a lot of work to do, honey. Like well, he never, no, he never addresses see, any questions. We see the first moment, the moment where they have their first kiss, and he, he writes her a note that okay. says... Uh, first kiss time, which is uh, okay. Cute. What's the it's lead a up to aggressive. this scene? Like, I don't know what the lead up is. He's got a, like a Scott Ian from Anthrax fucking beard, <laughs> like goatee, uh, and uh, and she's like, "Will you still love me in the morning?" I'm like, "Okay, that's a little." I, I get that it's a euphemism. And it's this is it's a wonderful lyrics. life, remember? Right, you know. But and he's like, "Forever and ever, babe." Which, <laughs> yeah, back in the uh, end this well, see that I legitimately almost cried. Wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> I need to. I need to address the sex thing. Can I address it? No, pl- please. Okay. Please. So she basically says we can have sex, potentially anal sex, if you massage me first. And he can't even do that with sex with the promise of sex on the horizon. So he fast forwards through the sex, and then she's unsatisfied. He could still, even though he skipped through.
through the sex still go down on her after and leave her satisfied. But he doesn't. Would not be that hard. He doesn't would care. Not, would not be that that difficult. He even and then like he he's even jokes about. It. He's like, so you want me to? And she's like, oh, it's fine. And then he's like, great, because I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> that's the, the like like. There's one thing of being overworked. There's another thing of like, there's literally nothing else in this life, in this world, in his life, in this entire Hasselhoff company, sure. other than, oh, I got a lot of work to do on the big account. Actually, I don't have a larger point right. with that. That's so, just true. So, let's move on. All right, so let's let's get into the walking of it all. So there's 15 minutes. This first 15 minutes is all used to uh, set up the conceit that... Uh, Michael Newman is an overworked dad who he's still funny and cool for the audience, but ultimately he's pretty selfish. Uh, we have uh, three minutes, like, all right, so like less than two minutes in, minute 157, he touches a remote for the first time. Uh, then three minutes in, we get our first sex joke, dog humping the duck. Then three minutes and 14 seconds in, you get your first sexism, telling the uh, the son you don't you can't know what sex is for 10 years, and the daughter you can't know what sex is for 30 years. And that goes on for the whole that movie. That goes for on the entire, until the very end. Four minutes and 40 seconds in, first racism. Uh, Brought to you by Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider in Brownface. Prince Habibu. Prince Habudabi. Prince Habudabi. Prince Habubi. Prince Haberdashery. Oh, this is so funny how they don't know what his name is because they don't care. And then uh, seven minutes and 20 seconds in, more racism now against the Japanese. More racism, more value. Yeah, uh, saying uh, they can't even wait for their fish to cook. (laughs) Then at 11 minutes and 45 seconds into the movie, a little boy named Ping Wu <laughs> states my feelings. He says, I hate that man. I'm like, so do I. Way um, to go, Ping Wu. Hashtag yeah. Ping Wu. Right. So we don't get, we get our first walk-in appearance at almost 15 minutes on the dot. Something stinks. Like stale French fries. Because Sandler was just like down on some fast food yeah. on the way there. Oh, it's so late. By the way, he literally could have just like stayed and had sex with his wife again, but he's like, no, I'm so angry that I don't know how to work the remote. I've got to go out and get a universal remote right now. And Wasn't it's so- she wearing that Pocahontas outfit? She was outfit wearing too? that Pocahontas outfit too. Like, and she even calls that back later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, it's already so late that Best Buy and Staples are closed, though. If- yeah. Okay, this this is 2006, a man. huge thing that we need to bring up. And I, I feel bad because we need to get into walking, but there's so much about this movie that drives me crazy. It's and okay. This, We're doing the whole movie. This will be like the last point. So he's driving through town, and it's late enough at night that Staples is closed, Best Buy is closed. So like you got to think it's at least 9 or 10 p.m., because those places don't close until, until 9 or 10 p.m. 9 or 10 p.m., but Bed Bath & Beyond is still open. It's not just the Beyond section. It's not just Morty. There's Nick Swartzen in there. Nick Swartzen looking chipper as heck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like him. I like him. I, he's, I like him. Uh, so, <laughs> so he goes there, and, and the whole movie happens. And at the end of the movie, he has a big selfless moment where he risks his own life to tell his son to take his honeymoon. And it actually, God damn it, moves me a little. I know. Yeah, and I'll freely admit, I'm somebody who cried the first time he watched Big Daddy in the courtroom scene when the dad finally defends him. Huge. <sighs> Love it. And, and Steve Buscemi has the McDonald's. Oh, man. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so later yeah. in the movie, after he gets his life back and he gets another chance... He goes and gets, buys a dog from a pet store, a female dog 
for the duck humping dog to love. And then the female dog and the male dog start humping the duck. Anyway, because he, he's got the gender of the dog. What pet store... Slash animal rescue. Slash animal rescue, but he says pet store. But then again, Adam Sandler would say pet store even if it was rescue. Um, what pet store or animal rescue is open at ostensibly 10.30 p.m. at night? Matthew, you and I are, are of the same mind on this issue, and I think we just have to leave it to the listeners here. If anybody has any insight on this issue, please for the love of God, help two poor walkingologists yes. out. Yes, help our walking journey. Please tweet at us. Tell us how on earth is this possible? Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> fifteen uh. minutes in, Walken appears. They go into the Beyond section. There he is, Christopher Walken, in the big crazy hair and the and the lab coat and the costume, and just immediately he's great. Immediately he's great. I have been suffering through this movie, and immediately I am charmed to hell. Smells like stale French fries. Oh man, this is sweet. It, he's sweet. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. don't even have that. I don't know who the O'Doyles are, but they yeah, can bite I don't, it hard. But they can bite it hard. My first genuine then, laugh in the movie because he's so delighted. He's so happy. He's so happy to, to like say stick it. it to these O'Doyles that he'll never meet. Yeah, uh, and then, and he's, then got, he's like, he's got the. He's showing you how to work the remote, and he's like, he just point, point and click. <laughs> Point and click. And, and that's where they get that title of the movie from. Well, it's a titular line. <laughs> it's a t- he got the titular line. He got the line. titular line. And it's also showing off some of those signature <laughs> Christopher Walken dance moves. I, that's, I took Point note of this. and click. Weapon of choice. Yeah. Same era. Um, you're looking for a universal ah. remote control. <laughs> universal remote control. We keep How's slipping so- into Schwarzenegger. Right, right, I, I know, line. I know. But like, where does... Like, that's one of the biggest <laughs> questions I feel like people have about Christopher Walken is, like, how does he decide his verbiage and how he chooses to place emphasis on certain words? Where does universal remote control, where does that come from? He, he clearly said, uh, we, we spoke about this in I, the Lost episode of right. the show. Um, we, we did a pilot that yeah. we may release at some point. It is, uh, I, I need to track down exactly what interview this comes from. But uh, he actually, because this is important. This is like the thesis of the entire like PhD level body of work on the Walken canon we're we're embarking on here. Is he says he finds it more interesting as an actor to emphasize the places where you no, where a normal normally in normal delivery you wouldn't think to emphasize. That's the thesis of his acting career. And, and that's why that's why if like you're literally talking to him as a person, I don't know about anymore, but at least throughout most of his life, and he's not performing, he's not like being shot in a movie or something. Yeah. He doesn't talk like that. At least he didn't. At least as far as I understand, we need to, we need some more. We need to uncover. But I feel like it's not necessarily a conscious decision. I feel like it's sort of like he accepts that. The words are the words, and they can be anything. It's never about the words. It's about the emotion behind the words. And I feel like that's like yeah. the thesis for most actors, but they also take the words into account. For him, it, it doesn't matter. The words matter. are jazz. Yeah, words are jazz. Universal remote control. Because it's just sort of like, that's the moment that he's like, he's like spinning it somehow. Your, your mother must have some sort of superpower to eyesight. Exactly. I don't see anything. I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah, when he talks about his uh, tiny baby penis. More self-deprecation. Yeah. On the, uh, All right, so 15 minutes into the movie, he comes in, and then he's gone within like two or three minutes, and then he appears 10 minutes later. And this is kind of the... This is kind of the... 
pattern of this movie. He shows up every 10 minutes for a little while. Um, like he shows up at 25 minutes in, he shows up 38 minutes in. Hello, Michael. Uh, autopilot. You were on autopilot. Uh, and then... I had a feeling you might be needing to see me right now. Yeah. Then we have to wait a whole almost 20 minutes for him to return, and it's awful. No, it's okay. We have uh, we have the Andrea True connections, mo, mo, mo. We have Count Basie and Tony Bennett, though that's not 80s or 70s pop. We have... Um, oh, oh, Are you just talking the, about the soundtrack right now? You're gosh darn right I'm talking about the soundtrack. What the else soundtrack do I have in this, this movie? The soundtrack to this movie is actually kind of amazing. It, that's why you watch Adam Sandler movies, is because he like he definitely... like. I guarantee you there is not one person who watches Adam Sandler movies for the soundtrack. All right, can't wait to pop in this DVD and check out what songs he used this Who's time. Who's still watching movies on DVDs? <laughs> it's the people watching Adam Sandler movies, except for the Ridiculous Six. No, I no, I legitimately no, I, I okay. I don't go and sit through the whole movie for the soundtrack. But if I'm actually watching the movie because we're doing a walk-in podcast, I'm taking note of the soundtrack because it has nothing to do with the movie. Hey, we got everybody wants to rule the world during um. That's true. A lead up to a sex scene. Or linger, linger, linger by, by, by the, the cranberries. But he's actually all. I, I need to address this for one moment. Please. He's actually completely all over the map on this one because like you got your 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 your, your, your Billy Madisons, your Happy Gilmores, and it's it is like. You know, it ends on Tuesday's Gone. It's got your, your Skinner. It's, it's clearly focused on, you know, 70s, 70s classic rock. rock right. And then, like, overall, like, 80s pop is kind of his main wheelhouse mm-hmm. throughout, not just Wedding Singer. But here, we've got Count Basie and Tony Bennett. We've got Sinatra and some earlier stuff. We've got a lot of your 80s pop here. But then we've got... Then we've got... Um, uh, what was what was the 90s one we just, we just referenced? Oh, Linger. 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 Uh, it ends with the new Radicals, You Get What You Give. That's the credit song. It goes all the way up to Gwen Stefani's uh, I Know We Cool and The Strokes Someday. Yeah. What? I, it's all over the map on this one. I have to I have to assume that's the Frank Karachi of the situation. He's trying to bring <laughs> Sandler into the next century. Enjoy the Frank Karachi of, of the, the situation. situation. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh man, I wish that there were more. I actually don't wish, but like if there were more Frank Karachi movies with Christopher Walken in them, I would love to have the Frank Karachi of the situation become a second. Sort of like they become like Scorsese and DiCaprio. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's that's kind of what uh, what Sandler is with him. But like every time Christopher Walken comes back into the movie, the movie gets fifteen times better, and then it like fifty four minutes into the movie, it's like after. When Sandler first comes to him with the idea of, I'm going to skip... Until my next promotion. Exactly. That's exactly where I wanted to go yeah. to. So the melancholy that Christopher Walken brings to this scene is is a miracle for this movie. He plays it so real. Like, this is, this is an angel of death. He's been presenting mortals with cheats around their life to see... The nature of the human spirit it make, for millennia. It makes you feel like when we first met him, the delight in which he had at speaking it to the O'Doyles or simply just enjoying the delight of the man uh, uh, presenting him with the remote. It's like you realize he's had to deal with taking lives for millennia mm-hmm. and it's amazing to finally have a moment of respite. Yeah. from that and and so he can delight in the simplest of things not only that but he has so much time to reflect 
the best symbol and icon he has for this melancholia. Remember the leprechaun? From the cereal commercials. He's always chasing after the bowl, but then when he gets it, it's just cornflakes. Just cornflakes, Just cornflakes, Just cornflakes, Michael. Yeah, but like, he's too good for this movie. Everyone else is playing it. Like, I, I, okay, I would argue- Jennifer Coolidge does the- Jennifer Coolidge is- fun. She's having fun. Uh, David Hasselhoff Rachel brings Dratch. it. Rachel Dratch brings it. But everybody else is giving it just enough to get paid. This oh, is no, clearly... sorry, sorry. Derry Crews brought it. I That's gotta mention true. Terry Crews also brought it. Um, <laughs> but it, this is a money gig for everybody, and they all know it, but he refuses to turn in less than an exemplary performance. And here, <laughs> I'm serious. It, I know, that's why yeah, we love him. It, it, that's why he's the greatest actor of all time. Uh, because, there, we said it, we said it. Yeah, because he's delighted when Michael shows up because it's another opportunity to see the true nature of human beings. And at 54 minutes and 20 seconds into this movie, he realizes that once again, he chose wrong. That mankind is too susceptible, too greedy to actually use this technology for the right reasons and in oh the right God. way. Okay. Yet another person, after hundreds or thousands and thousands of people who have all squandered the gifts he has offered them, Yet another one is squandering it, and he is so sad. Yet another Garden of Eden, and the and the, the rules not followed, the, the tree yeah. of knowledge eaten from, the wings flown too close to the sun. My God, and he treats it as if he were playing. And you have to imagine that Morty was there. He was there when Icarus fell. He, he was there when Eve bit the apple. Yes, He's exactly. He's seen it all. The the best and worst of us as a species. And it may sound ridiculous that I'm talking about this level of like epic tragedy from an Adam Sandler film, but that is. But what that's what they wanted to Walken do. Walken adds that's, to it. That's what. That's like Chris. That's how Christopher Walken treated it as no different than that genre. And that's because it was there. Like, so so the filmmakers, the writer, the director saw at least some level of that story intentionally or not. That's not for us to know, but saw it so that it was enough of it was there for Walken to run with it. Well, that's the thing. Walken probably saw that and was like, I got no choice but to do it like yes. that. That's what it is. This it's, is what the material even, is. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what blockbuster Adam Sandler comedy means. I'm talking about the text. Yeah. Let's go back to the text. I am the angel of death. What does that mean? If this is true, what else is true? It's it's the ultimate lesson for any actor. I'm playing the angel of death. Yes. I didn't like pecking your father was not something I wanted to do, but I had to. It's my job. Yeah. Look, like it's his duty bestowed upon him from the Lord on high. You must take souls and bring them where they are supposed to go and this is yet another person who is squandering his gifts it, it i guarantee you that the creators of this film never thought about it that way they were like yeah you know you, you're sad because like you know he's like using the remote for bad shit or whatever instead christopher walken sees it as an opportunity to bring life to a big powerful character a powerful concept the the idea that not only is religion real, which is something that the movie never touches on, uh, God is real. God is real. If he's an angel, if he's, of, if the, he's angel the angel of, of death, death, God is oh, real. Oh, this is important. This is important. If he is the angel of death, 
that would mean that he is the Reaper and you should not fear him. Yeah, which is why he's so nice. And because he's got cowbell. Yeah, I just, well, that's, more yeah, cowbell. More, more of it. Um, <clears throat> I, just, I realized that later. I thought it was very relevant. The um, uh, God is real. The angel of death is real. Um, but this is also a world where a fast-forwarding remote exists. No, wait, no, sorry. There's no supernatural powers at Force here. There are no supernatural when powers? He's on, when he's fast-forwarding, he's on autopilot, which is a commentary on how we live our lives when Ooh. we're checked out. Serious. You were on autopilot long before you met autopilot. me. Autopilot. Autopilot long before you met me, Michael. Mm-hmm. Your wife. She's got that tight rocking body. Rocking body. Oh, the okay. things I would do to it. I would, uh, <laughs> the midpoint, <laughs> that, that hospital at the end is like the midpoint from Bicentennial Man, at least. Uh, we could go, I can go through all the yeah. little jabs on the movie. Oh, I got one little jab on the, like, we could do all of them. One I absolutely have to do is Dear Internet. Um, the movie Click shows us what February 5th, 2017 will look like. That is, uh, literally, we, we watched this movie on February 5th, 2016. We watched it. Uh, but we have a new uh, Back to the Future 2015 to look forward to that we've been due this whole time. So it's true. We'll have um, hover, uh, hover cars and, and uh, electronic uh, blinds and, and computer-activated doors. We're going to have crazy switches. video phones in, in one year from, from to, well, from when we watched it. So from a few days ago, in a year, you're going to have crazy video phones. We're going to have, like, beautiful, like... Video fish tank bullshit in our house. Uh, yep. The technology for liposuction is going to be way advanced. Way advanced. You're going to have a flap. A big flap that you can flip and back it's and gonna forth like a jackass. it's going to be hilarious. Like when you're actually finally trying to reconcile with your wife after 10 years of estrangement because mm -hmm. you were on autopilot this whole time and yep. she left you for Sean Astin. Yep. You are going to be able to return to the flap of your stomach instead of actually conversing with her. For once in your life. I have a question. If he's been on autopilot this whole time, these brief moments where he's not on autopilot... Nobody's taking notice? Nobody's note taking notice. Like, it should be very strange that he's giving them that level of attention. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that's supposed to say about us as a species, but it definitely, it says something. It says something, Alex. Um, yeah, once we're in the second half of the movie, the movie is immediately more interesting because we've got this autopilot function. We've got all these... Jokes, apparently, a year from, from now, uh, Michael Jackson will still be alive, will be cloning himself, and will have molested himself, because that is the kind of joke that's okay in this movie. Oh, also, Britney Spears is going to have her 27th child. Yep. Was it 27th or 23rd? The hell if I remember. I don't know. Like, it's like it. Jeez. Like it, Go. Go. Um, I think, uh, okay, in the second half of the movie, that's when we actually start, like, Skipping kind of paying stuff. off and it's shit. Actually it, like, gets, it gets emotional. Like it gets really emotional. Like you actually see him. Not really emotional. <clears throat> it definitely got me ten years ago when I was watching it. Sure. It still it still gave me pause, you know. But like, again, your point at the end here, because uh, I think we can go all the way to the end. Um, yeah. So he he has this last <clears throat> selfless act where he knows that he will die if he does but he pulls out his life support and he runs after his son to tell him to take a honeymoon instead of working all the time to don't, fix the issues don't don't make my mistakes kid yeah don't make my mistakes and he, family comes first he dies 
the notes and you're still in your pocket. How is the note still in his pocket? He wrote it six years previous in the backyard of their house. Yeah. And then he passed out. Mm-hmm. How could he? I don't know. No, actually, it was more than six years. He fast-forwarded twice since he wrote that. Note. Yeah, a long time. Uh, and he learns everything, and then he wakes up in his young body at the Bed Bath & Beyond, and, and Nick, Nick Swartzen has like, been watching him. You're not supposed to sleep in the beds, but I do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like and a that. star is born. <laughs> we would never have had Bucky Larson if not for this wonderful film. You want to be? You want? You want me to be your friend? You want to be my friend, pal? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah for, whatever. I'm a Jack whoa, Russell whoa, whoa, Terrier. Whoa, whoa. You're not. You're like. I'm not. I'm young. I'm not old. Yeah. Like, well, you're not. You're not young. I'm young. You're kind of on that. Anyway, night. he he. Yeah. Go, he in, in his last selfless act, he is given another chance. And he comes so. home, and even though his goal is different, his goal is to keep his family, he's still just as selfish as he was at the beginning of the movie because he's not doing any of this shit for his family. He's doing it so he can keep his family and have his best life. It is 100% all about him still. This is the anti It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. This is, and actually, it's a horrible it's, life. It's a horrible life. It's a horrible life. It's a horrible ah, ah. life. Ah, ah. It's a it's a horrible life. It's a horrible person. Yes, he's a horrible man. It's a, it's a bad 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 man. Yes. <laughs> um. So, what was your point about the end of the movie? You had oh, um, that even in the final selfless act. Oh, yeah. That like okay. So now we're kind of yeah. It got a little. We touched on it. It got mm. it got emotional for me. Um, which is the only reason why we still believed like. Oh wait, no! This is actually kind of good. Like all of the earlier setup, it just sort of fell by the wayside because it wasn't memorable. Only now, in revisiting it, did I realize: no, not only was it not memorable, it was downright offensive. I didn't realize that, you know, ten years ago. Yes. Um, it was a different time. Yeah, man. Two thousand six. We were, you know, we were still getting over the Iraq War. You know, we were high lot, on Fall Out Boy, man. Yeah, a lot going on. You know, yeah. we, we didn't ra- recognize it. Yeah. Um, any other? That's a separate podcast. Any other final walking points before we move into uh, into the walk off? Um, your wife, she's smoking. It's just cornflakes, Michael. Um, Those are like the big quotes. Yeah. You're a nice guy. Nice guys. Is a... Nope, nope. I think we, we touched on it. All well. right. I think we got click. Now it is time for our segment on the show. Uh, it is time for a walk-off. Now this being a straight walk-off. Old school rules. Okay, boys. Let's go to work. So the rules of the walk-off are as follows. It is the same as in the Zoolander film. One person picks a quote from the film. Well, that's not the same as Zoolander, but you get it. They they do a quote from the film as Christopher Walken. Second person matches and elaborates. Well, for first first impersonator impersonates, second yeah. impersonator duplicates, and then elaborates. Yes, okay. that's it. And we're going to elaborate back and forth until one of us is the clear winner. I still concede, Alex, and I'm sure the listeners at this point agree, you have the better Christopher Walken impersonation. However, you definitely... Can can provide the surprise angle depending on how you go about it, and True. and and not only do I get shaken, but who knows what you're. What you're right. gonna, quick, right. quick, rock right. paper scissors. Who goes first? Okay, on shoot or on three? On 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 shoot. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors shoot. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. All right, so that's you. Okay. Uh, so you, do you want to start or do you want to duplicate and elaborate? I I will start. Okay. Okay. 
Oh God, which one are we doing? Um, it's your choice. Um, <laughs> if you remember the cartoon commercial Leprechaun, it's always chasing the rainbow for the pot of gold at the end. Only when it gets there, it's just cornflakes. You remember the television commercial Leprechaun. He's always searching for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But when he gets it, it's just cornflakes. When you look at the ingredients in the cornflakes, enriched wheat flour, thiamine, riboflavin, <laughs> vitamin B12, <laughs> it's all just processed, Michael. It's entirely full of high fructose corn syrup. How could you eat that for breakfast? How could you feed that to your children, Michael? Your children! Every last day of your life. And then one day, you wake up, you recognize you're out of the milk. You didn't go to the store. You didn't buy more. And then... There's no gas in your car, either. Michael. Not only that, but you're late for work again. And then you call me and it's not so bad. It's not so bad. And I want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life. And all, oh, oh, just to be with you is giving me the best day a of my life. Is that? Did you just do Adele? No, that's Dido. That's Dido. That's Dido. Okay. Well, I, either who, way, who, who is due for an Adam Sandler soundtrack? I, either way, I think you win. I think I think it's a draw. Yeah. I think we 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 just wanted to see where that yeah. one went. Let us know either on Twitter or uh, in the reviews. You can rate and review this show on iTunes. You can also listen. Have to fun it on with SoundCloud. it. Have fun. Have it. fun with it. Send us your own walk-offs. Send us your own walk-offs, and maybe we'll play them on the show. Yes, we'd yes. love to hear that. Yes, please. Uh, maybe you, you have a better uh, impersonation. And, and here's the thing, gang. Yes, they're not perfect impersonations. No, they're never going to be. They're never going to be. It's not about that. Think about how vast and voluminous the man himself is. There's no touching that. We can only grasp at straws. True. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the very first Walk and Talk podcast. Uh, we are going to be doing this every other week. Uh, so for fun. For fun. So check it out. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to it on SoundCloud, whatever. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Do and, it. Uh, we'll, let us know what else you want us to review. What should be next in the pipeline? Anything is fair game. Yes. All right. I'm Matt Lieberman. I'm Alex Salem. And until next time, keep, keep walking. Keep walking.